Welcome to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. With your host, Dr. Mary Sanders, a medical intuitive and chiropractor. Let's join the podcast. Today's guest, Glendy Young, is an energy healer and spiritual mentor based in the Hudson Valley, New York. She is passionate about upgrading the energetic skill set of empaths, health and wellness practitioners, coach and sensitive souls with the practices of energetic hygiene and energetic self-defense to mitigate everyday energetic and spiritual interference from their work and home lives to plug energy leaks and emotional drain. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Dr. Mary, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and visit my website at www.drmarysanders.com to download a free gift to boost your energy center to experience more clarity, purpose, and vitality. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to today's show. With me today is Glendy Young. Glendy began her training in energy medicine in 2008. Her journey into the spiritual world traverses across yoga, meditation, Hindu Vedic traditions, esoteric Tibetan Buddhism, Tao Jumansi, Dowsing for telepathic healing, and more. She is a Yuan Method practitioner, certified sound practitioner, certified associate chronic healer, certified crystal healer, and a 500-hour certification yoga teacher certification. Her work is informed by the elements of her journey well beyond the spiritual, where spirituality, religion, science, energy medicine, quantum physics, galactic history, and our cosmic nature crosses paths. The title of today's podcast is Energetic Self-Defense as the Next Frontier of Spiritual Evolution. Glendy. It is my honor to hold space for you today. I want to welcome you to the podcast, Energy Medicine, and thank you in advance for sharing your wisdom and your energy with me and and the listeners in the audience today. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I know that this is going to be just a dynamic conversation. And one of the things that I want to share with the audience is that Glendy comes to us today with a background in science, neuroscience specifically, and also cybersecurity. So she has really has traversed the bridge, you know, from the hardcore sciences into the sciences that have yet to be proven. And so obviously in her introduction, there is a plethora of uh, various different modalities that she brings to the table when she holds space for the clients that she serves. I personally, I love the idea about talking about energetic self-defense because when we are sensitive beings living in today's world, it is super easy and can be challenging to discern what is your own personal energy versus the energy of someone else or someplace else or something else. So, Glendy, first and foremost, can you educate us about what does it feel like when your energetic field has been compromised? What are some of the symptoms? How would somebody recognize that their field has been violated? 
Well, first thing first, you kind of have to know what is your natural state. Okay. And even within that natural state of self-awareness, for those who practice yoga and meditations and uh, energy medicines, they are naturally already in tune with the body. And that helps them to discern what is theirs and what is not. But even I would take a step back before that, because even as we notice how we feel in a grounded state, every single one of us actually carry a lot of stuff that's not ours. Even though when we think we are clean, quote unquote, we're not. And I'll talk mm-hmm. more about that. But when something is really off, that is we pick up something from, from like you mentioned, from others, more from a day, day-to-day interactions, it can show up as headaches. It can show up as a sudden pinch of anxiety. A phone, text, you receive, you haven't looked at it yet. You can know exactly what is happening on the other person that is pulling energy from you and from your attention. Uh, for me, I know my weak spot, if you will. It's often in my shoulder. There's a spot that over the years I learned acupuncturists call it the big bag, as in like the big his all the histories and old stuff like from other lives. So I know that whenever I have stuff in the weird, very specific spot, that pain, it feels like it's, you know, you're trying to get to it, but it's so deep. It's not even in your body. You don't know how to get to it. So I know that when that's it's, it's happened, then I know I pick up something or under some type of like a better word attack that I need to use energy. Uh, work to address it in addition to addressing it physically if necessary. Mm. That's a good point. And Glendy, I'll share from my own personal experience that I know that if I have a sense of agitation or irritability, mm-hmm. that that is not my normal state, that I know that I am carrying, um, I call it OPEs, which is other people's energy within my work field. Mm-hmm. Now, I also, like you, have that spot on the right side, right in between the shoulder blades and the area of the rhomboids. I have that knot. And that, to me, indicates that somebody or a energetic being has entered into kind of like a deeper level or spiritual incarnation level mm-hmm. for me. So it took time to understand what my triggers were. For another example, because I'm experiencing right now is a lot of congestion in the frontal lobe behind the sinuses. And that to me is an indication that my telepathic chakras are also polluted, if you will, and I need to cleanse them out as well. I know everybody has their own personal experiences to how you stumbled into this. So can you share a little bit about your story and how you became sensitive of your energy system being compromised? as a sensitive person? It's funny because I, for a long time, I didn't consider myself to be sensitive or as sensitive to with a lot of my colleagues who have a lot of (laughs) player abilities and that actually they see all kinds of things and pick up all kinds of things. But at the same time, as practitioners to journeying through as a spiritual practitioner, and even a lot of times we think of things are coming from others. I think these stories is more complex than that. We already Mm. come in with a lot of stuff. And things get activated or things actually tied into how we think and feel naturally without even us noticing that there's something attaching to us. So how I came through it is that going through the different different, uh, healing modalities that I've studied through, one of them actually, uh, Copernic Healing, has really OCD on energetic hygiene. And I do a lot of techniques and practices and awareness come from that traditions, which is fantastic. Going beyond pranic healing, um, as I work, work as I'm working with land, working with portals, working with spirits, working with entities, working with implants, working with like high dimensional stuff that's well beyond what we can just can just consider as like someone the psychic attack or some jealousy. 
So there's like different levels of things that actually are there. And, and then as I discover my own personal history, a lot of my things, it's from other cycles of universe, from other lives, from galactic history. And I think this is also depending on who you are. You have a tendency or a natural stickiness to things that are actually tied into those stories as depending on what you're doing. If you're doing yoga, meditation, as those things unfold, they kind of arise. That's true. I like how you talk about it being multi-layered. Dimensions that you are talking about are very, very real. And I love the fact, and I know you have a background in feng shui or a certification somewhere, that when you are addressing the various different portals or the land markers within a physical land, that you can pick up some of the history and some of the inner, how that land has been compromised over time as well. So I love how you're bringing in so many different perspectives to the energetic defense system. And to me, it's, it's kind of interesting how, again, everybody has this story about how things come together. So when I started doing energy healing or as, as a profession, I didn't realize, I look back at all the, my journey. It just happened so that all the hobbies I have, the certifications I have, all my interests, all my retreats, and they all happen to be energy medicine. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of give me a little clue about where we're going. And especially these days, recognizing that everything is energy, everything affects us. So you almost cannot just look at one thing as like, you cannot just look at, oh, this is just cutting cord is from energy and vampire from your jealous coworker or whatever. That's just a tiny, tiny bit of the much larger story. And chances are, depending on who you are, you need to address many fronts uh, in order to have that peace as you navigate your world. Mm. So I'm curious, with your background being in hardcore science, Glendy, when did you finally come to realize that there was energy on a non, like you can't see the majority of us cannot see energy fields surrounding living beings? So when did you finally start to realize that you were bridging over into some of the, the science that has yet to be proven? And how did you wrestle that or how did you come to peace with that within your mind? In some way, I have always grown up with a very open mind. Growing up as a Chinese, my father, it's a study practice uh, Buddhism. And mm-hmm. I have some light, since I've dabbled on a different spirituality. So they're not necessarily that unfamiliar per se. What was actually fascinating is that uh, growing up in a culture that has different traditions of doing things. By the time that I learned some of the energy healing modality, I was like, oh my God, I, I thought what they're doing, this like old wives tale on nothing. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm like, no, 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 it's actually matter of fact, they are like really have energetic hits on others. That's why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's where some of the cultures that have like the voodoos, the, the whatever, you know, any indigenous culture and Chinese have one that it's, it's called um, hitting the, your enemy or something like that. It was fascinating that when, when bridging something silly that we consider like just, you know, old wives doing some superstitious stuff to like, oh my God, it's literally affect the energy body of the person. And another part of the story, part of it has to do with, by the time that I get into yoga and then into Buddhism, esoteric Tibetan Buddhism, there's a lot of very poetic thing that happens with the sadhana, the practices, whether it's deep meditation practice and the hours and, and the imageries. And what brought me forward is by the time that I got into prana healing, there's a lot of very um, logical way to explain some of that poetry, that energy, that what they truly are. So it's a really nice bridge that I see and do. It's very concrete, like you said. And as a person that who beginning to recognize your own energy, as the more yoga you do, the more that you recognize 
what is your own state, or men, and especially those who practice meditation, that awareness is something that you begin to fine tune. And I think a lot of uh, listeners, perhaps, they practice meditations, but they don't necessarily associate it with something more. They just associate it with peace and, and relaxations, but not necessarily being accessing high dimensional state. So that's, uh, to me, that's where we're going. But for a lot of us who are uh, practitioners and, and, and seeking spiritual uh, knowledge, and that's where sometimes it's being called enlightenment or something seeking knowledge or whatever that may be. But at the end of the day, to me, it's really understanding that it's this high dimensional reality that we, some of us has access to, don't know what it is. Some of us have direct interaction, but do it blindly, but resulting in more physical sensation that actually not feel so good. Mm-hmm. So the more that you learn about what it is and the more that you learn about the consciousness that you brought up that apply you in your case, I see that the more that you can do something about it to address it in the way that actually bringing the neutrality that we need. Mm. I love all of that. And I want to direct the audience, follow me here, Glendy. I have your website up in front of me. And there's a quote that I've really resonated with that is um, on your About Me page. And I believe this is a direct quote from Glendy. And she says, it is in the elevation of your own vibration, your thoughts, your words, your purpose, and your actions that the world can be elevated. Change your vibration, change the world. It starts with you. And I think that that's what you were just summarizing. And when you started talking about chronic healing and the magnitude of what we are striving for as individuals and collectively when it comes to our own energy management. And so that brings us back to the title of your of your conversation today. And that is all about energetic defense. So can you share with us, when did you or how did you decide that energetic defense was the most, should be like, everyone should learn it, everyone should know it, it should be within everybody's toolbox, especially for empaths and those people that are within the service industry, such as healers and people of that nature. Yeah, um, I was pretty surprised when I attended some large group events, and I've also hearing experience of other people attending large group events when the managed the energy wasn't well managed. So it's either the practitioner themselves were not in the, not in the great state, or never even have educated. Most practitioners are never even educated about how to clean themselves, clear themselves, and usually just coming in in the, in the directions of grounding. And I think there's a lot more need to be done beyond that. And it translates to you know, if in any group events, if even computers, things pass through. Mm-hmm. So I have definitely have experience where I attended, especially uh, large group events that I was like, okay, I, even even almost like a YouTube live streaming and, and, you know, five minutes, I'm like, can't, can't be on it. And you can feel it directly. So as a participant of wellness, as well as a facilitator, I'm becoming more OCD about what would be helpful for myself and to become really a lot more selective of what I attend, what I don't attend. And even when I talk to fellow uh, healers and especially those that dabble into really, really, you know, high dimensional, crazy things, and not all of them, I was surprised, like, they are not necessarily very, um, have, have, a, have a regiment of clean up as much as they need it. Some of them don't even know what they are, or they think what they taught in the one or two or three modalities is enough. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who happened to be coming through many, many communities, um, many directions, and, and I looked at it, and it doesn't mean that 
what I've learned, it's, it's, it covers everything far from it. But I've also seen a lot of practitioners not even, re, not remotely close to even consider the possibilities of the contaminations uh, in groups, in, in client setting, or, or even in uh, coaching clients, not even like less spiritual, right? It's just simply, simply more psychological coaching. But a lot of them are empathic and they have codependent relationship. It tran- I have clients that translate to physical sickness with digestive mm-hmm. problems, tumors, you name it. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, this is in the, with the energy commingling that obviously happens. It's really everybody's self-responsibility to maintain it as much as they can, uh, knowing that by now, every, I think uh, it's more commonly accepted that everything is energy. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, your emotions, mm-hmm. what you put in your mouth, what you wear, where you've been. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be mindful of. I like, Lindy, how you talk about it is each individual's responsibility to cleanse their own field. Yeah. I think that that's a really powerful statement. I can honestly say as a treating chiropractor for 29 years now, um, I went the first 20 years without understanding how much I was taking home of my patients. And I didn't understand the concept of what I now call mutual separation. Mm -hmm. And so from a energetic perspective, now that I'm treating less people in a small environment, I do make it in in a daily routine to neutrally separate from my patients at the end of the day. And then I neutrally separate from my office, right? And all that is contained within the office. And then during my meditation, I gift back all the energy that I may have shared with Mm -hmm. those people that I've interacted within the day in order to gift them back all that energy and to retrieve what is rightfully mine. Because I have lived Mm -hmm. through that physical depletion, you know, that you talk about, you Mm -hmm. know, the illnesses that can, and they do develop from, you know, when your energetic uh, defenses have been compromised, illness, pathological illness can happen. So let's hear more about this. What do you recommend to people as far as their daily energetic self-defense routine? You call it hygiene, which hygiene is just a basic necessity, right? So I like that word. Yeah, I usually, the first thing that I share with my clients, for those that who are ready to do some of this work, the first order of business is a, a salt bath. Kitchen salt, not Epsom salt. Epsom salt good for muscles. You can toss them in there. But kitchen salt, it's where it's, it actually uh, dissolve the uh, partially any things that you have sticky in your aura, as well as dissolving some of the quartz. So for those that who are not speaking some of the high dimensional languages or awareness, if, if you're willing to take a salt bath, one to two pounds of salt with essential oils such as lavender or frankincense, those are my favorite to use, and soak once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that some of my clients who are an empath, that even picking up doing the baths, it became a game changer mm-hmm. or restoring mm-hmm. their thoughts and emotions instead mm-hmm. of constantly being anxious or the thoughts that actually picking up other people's stuff that they maintain a lot more. They're a lot more themselves when mm-hmm. they do that. I um, like the idea. I agree. The Epsom salt with the magnesium sulfate is not necessarily the the agenda, but I agree with the, you know, the table salt, the sea salt, also, I've also used, and maybe you will share more light about this, is sea salt and baking soda. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people to take a bath, I literally tell them to soak their head as mm-hmm. well. 
Yeah. So instead of just put, you know, submerging, you know, up to the to, up to the shoulders yep. to really kind of cleanse the whole field. And then when you get out of that bath, to be really mindful about obviously not sitting behind a computer or standing in front of a microwave, you know, mm-hmm. you know let's see if we can just take that clean auric field and let's give it some rest. Let's just put it to bed. Yeah, so, totally. There's all kinds of fun things you can put in and as well as with the intentions to actually leave with the salt extracting all the detrimental energy and like as, as you pull it out like you almost have to instruct it that's where the energy healing portions come in for those that who are energy practitioners you understand uh, some of the in- intentions the interactions the direct clean and direct thoughts that ties into the energy work so yeah that's where a lot of the the more nuisance that comes into how to actually clean up um yeah i love that providing the listeners and myself with some really uh, practical tips and you know it's it's one thing to have all these ideas but if we can't implement them into our daily lives then, then what's the point do you have any other easy to implement at home suggestions for the listeners well before I even get off the salt topic because a lot of people okay. complain about like oh i don't have a bathtub i get it and take a salt shower create a salt scrub and rub on your solar plexus your throat your Third eye, your forehead, and your head, and of course, be, be mindful about any 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 of uh, skin openings because, of course, it will burn, right? Or put your feet soak in the tub of salt water. Do that intentional sending stuff out. So that's helpful. Usually, the next step is I would teach the what you describe as neutral diso, neutral separations, like cord cutting. So there's many different ways to do cord cutting. Uh, more in depth, depending on what you know and how you call in. Even as simply as like just have you know visualize you and that person when the things are completed with like a cut and that's like a simple basic way to even get started whether it is finishing a phone conversations over zoom or um and actual live meetings or any interactions that with locations or not so that's something those are the two simple things that to start with I have ran into this uh with numerous different clients in that the idea of cutting sounds really permanent or, or severing you know, mm-hmm. a cord. Yeah. And so I've learned over the years that, you know, you can sever a cord just by wrapping a beautiful bow around it. And that, you know, when you apply the tonicity to tighten the bow, then that separates. So it's not as dramatic as a cut or a slice or a blowtorch, you know, <laughs> depending upon what relationship that that person may have with another individual or the emotions that they may have tied with, with the, or the courting that they may have with another person or location. So that's great advice. Great advice. Yeah. And just as all energy work, we oftentimes get to have caveats, right? We, 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 we disconnecting the illegal and authorized and draining, limiting. Two-way connections, not just one way or two-way. Because sometimes you're like, oh, other people pulling my things. No, we are knowingly also sending out energy to others. So yeah, there's, you know, we get into the nuisance of it and definitely would be helpful to caveat it. And also knowing that, yeah, positive energy that, you know, sometimes people are afraid of, let's say, uh, daughter and, and mother, that they're cutting any positive energy. Like, no, that's it's you cutting the negative, you isolating, cutting the negative ones. And as people are keep in the closeness, that it will just be natural and normal to that there won't be some severing any love per se that mm-hmm. people are concerned with. Yeah. And is there a time of the day that you recommend that your clients do the energy hygiene, the routine that they have implemented for themselves? Yeah, absolutely. First thing in the morning and before bed. 
So we have, and this is, I'm talking about a bigger rituals or cleaning or whatever that may be. Um, the reason about first thing get in bed is because in sleep time, we go to different places. And a lot of times there are literally things that are being jammed into our aura. So we unknowingly brought back while we're resting, we brought back stuff. So that is a really good time to actually clean and ground. And so a lot of people have morning meditation practice. So that would be fantastic to incorporate to cleaning as well. And before go to bed because of what we have accumulated during the day and from interactions of others. And pretty mm -hmm. much, I would say that I try to maintain that if I can, or however little, however long. And there are times that I would just do five minutes, other times I would do three hours. Mm -hmm. And I would, even during the day, and depending on what is happening, I would also be doing any ad hoc clearing as needed. And I think for those who are, especially for those, those practitioners, like you mentioned, um, chiropractor or, or massage therapist, they need to have a set of routines that actually, you know, as, as they go during the day between clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great advice. I'll share um, a quick story in that. I'm really, I'm religious about cleansing my field before I lay down. And one of the last things that I say to my husband, I'll roll over and give him a kiss. And I say, I love you tremendously, but I'm mutually separating from you. And so I go over and then that's my time to collect my energy system because I do a lot of work. I do a lot of astral traveling at night. But as I'm listening to you, it feels intuitively right to also do it first thing in the morning to cleanse my field after I do my travels at night. So that's a beautiful reminder. I really appreciate that nugget, that reminder today. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you've talked about this at the beginning of the call today, and that was Many practitioners are not aware. They're just not aware that they're holding energy from other places, other people. So what do you tell people that they just need to cleanse, even if they can't see it or they can't feel it? How do you get them to understand the importance of cleansing? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great question. And I don't necessarily have like the perfect answers for it. And I think, especially with some of the practitioners with sound, uh, I'm also a sound healer, sound, I host sound bath, for example. And I think as, as a sound healing becomes a bigger practice, bigger uh, offerings in, in the wellness community, I think people begin to understand that even though they're sharing their voice, sharing, they're hitting the crystal bowl or bowl and even through the instruments, it is their energy that is actually coming through. Anybody can hit a gong. Anybody can, you know, ding a tuning fork. But that's not what it's about. It's really about your own energy. That is, your whole, you know, we think of it as holding space, but it's more than that. And as every stroke, every voice, every sound that coming through, it's infused with your own being. So you can only think of if you're not in a coherent state, that what is being, if you're not in a neutral state and what is being transferred. I have uh, several incidents where clients come to me, they're like, yeah, your sound bath is I'm, it's always late. When I go to somebody else, it's, I feel heavy after. And then I also have overheard someone talking about somebody not having a great experience doing a sound bath. And, and granted, I mean, every, every time somebody participating in a sound bath, you are bringing in your own different state. So you can't really compare. So it's, you, you know, you're processing your own thing too. But they overheard the practitioner was like, oh, was, was having a heart day the night before and um uh, I was uh drunk the night before I was drinking so you can you know there are things that like 
it's a big mindset shift of how we operate in our in, in, in the way that is susceptible in a society versus when we are moving into the energetic uh, state. And the, it's, it's, a, it's a very different ball game. And I think for those that who are uh, getting into the wellness uh, practice, practices, it started out as it's, it's, it feels nice, can help people. But the first thing they need to do is help themselves first and to recognizing that, yeah, to how to maintain that so that they can up level, right? To how to maintain their energy fields, to maintain the purity of what they share. Mm, I like that. Glenny, I'm sitting with the idea that you had all of these passions within your life and you started to realize that the yoga, the meditation, the sound, the crystal, the understanding of space and energy all combined for you to show up as who you are today in your essence. It's clear to me that your essence is aligned with your divine purpose with that is that you were contractually uh, drawn into this physical realm in order to hold space for others. So I know that there are listeners who are curious as to how to connect with you and what's the best way if somebody is looking uh, to utilize and to learn more about you and to utilize your services, how would you like people to reach out to you? Come to my website, glendayoung.com. I'm on Instagram as well. Those that probably enjoy my newsletter, I have a freebie that talks about thriving kit for the sensitive soul. It's some light entry level ways of learning about their own energy and how to clean up. And that's a great way to connect to start there. Okay. So listeners, um, Glendy's, how you spell her name is G-L-E-N-D-Y. Y-E-U-N-G dot com is her website. Now, when I was perusing her website, there were a couple of things that uh, popped up for me. I know that she has a a PDF um, that you can download for free that just talks about some techniques for, I believe it's energy separations. And um, I'm not really clear as to the title of it now, but I also know that she has a variety of different services, some of them just being one-on-one some of them being in a group environment and some of them having more of a class type structure. So, and she has various different events and retreats. So her website is very tastefully done. Um, lots of information, clean, easy to read. So I invite you to look at her website, obviously in the show notes, you know, you know the deal. I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes so it'll make it super easy for you to connect with Glendy. So, Glendy, I just want to personally thank you for your time and your energy and your essence today. I find your frequency to be beautiful and radiant. And um, and I invite the listeners, when we do some of the, the snippets and, and the videos posted on YouTube, Glendy has a beautiful, gentle disposition. It appears and feels like she really has a beautiful blend of the masculine and the feminine. And so in, in, in as I connect into her, she is very present. So um, I know that if I'm resonating with her, chances are that the listeners, you're going to resonate with her as well. So thank you so very much for your time, your energy, and your wisdom today, Glendy. Thank you so much for having me. It's we love talking about uh, sharing this aspect of uh, oftentimes left on off the table when it's so important foundations to support uh, those who are sensitive and waking up into this time now to be who they truly are. Right. We could talk about this all day. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so listeners, please stay tuned for this short message. 
You have been listening to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. For more information about Dr. Mary Sanders or our podcast, please check out our website at www.drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.